Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, your host and chief monkey, and this is the Wall Street Oasis podcast. Join me as I talk to some of the community's most successful and inspirational members to gain valuable insight into different career paths and life in general. Let's get to it. In this episode, member Real Estate PE shares his path coming from a top target school in Italy. We learn what he did when he got no responses for his summer internship applications, how he was able to land an off-cycle internship at a bullet bracket bank, why he ended up in real estate, and how he is headed to a mega fund soon. Enjoy. Okay, Real Estate PE, thanks so much for joining the Wall Street Oasis podcast. Thank you for having me, Patrick. Good to be here. Uh, it'd be great if you could just give the listeners a short summary of your bio. Sure. So um, I'm originally Italian, as you can probably tell from my, my thick accent. Uh, and I'm from a small town in northern Italy. Um, I studied at a target school in Italy as well. I did like the pretty standard uh, Italian finance path that is basically a bachelor in, in finance. And then, like um, straight after uh, continuing with a master, also in finance, there is like the standard five-year uni uh, path um, for for Italian students. And then, um, yeah. So uh, during my my bachelor, I I studied in the U.S. Actually, it was a Wonderful experience, uh, something that, that really, really uh, helped me uh, figure out what I, uh, what I wanted to do, like, um, you know, getting in touch with a different culture uh, in the U.S. Uh, you know, in Italy, the u- university is very academic, while in the U.S. is much more like, you know, group projects and much more interactive. So it was... Are you saying we party more than in Italy? a lot more <laughs> a lot more <laughs> americans are uh they have a lot of fun in college is that what you're saying whereas uh italians have to study hard <laughs> much less library much more uh, bars and pubs <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> well that's good yeah that's good okay sorry go ahead continue yeah so um during my master's um i didn't uh, as, as everyone in my class i i applied to a uh, hundred uh, summer internship op- opportunities, both in uh, Milan and in London. Um, and then I wasn't very lucky uh, with the recruiting processes. Uh, I had an okay GPA. I, I mean, I had a good GPA, but nothing that really differentiated me uh, from the others. And um, given that London pretty much uh, attracts applications from all over Europe, uh, especially if you come from an overrepresented background, it's very 
it's very difficult to land the spot in a summer internship if you don't have like a strong previous experience or something that really sets you out uh, of the of of the competition and so um uh with that i i started to be a little bit worried because uh, you know everyone else is the internship and then uh, graduation is uh, approaching and you don't really you, you don't you know what to do so i figured i better start working now even if like it's like during uh, classes um but so you did, you never landed a summer you never landed a summer a traditional never landed, not even a phone call <laughs> not, not even, even a phone, phone interview wow. it was wow. it was rough and then um, so it, I started to to think I better like start doing something now that um, helps me differentiate out of out of the the others so um, uh, you know in, in Italy the system is different so. You don't really have to attend uh, classes uh, as far as, as long as you do your exam, your final exam at the end of the course, and you pass it. It's fine. So attendance is not is not something that is strictly required, although it is very very much in, encouraged. Um, so, but I came into a situation where I thought I, I better I have to do something now, otherwise it can be too late. Yeah, because you you miss all the all the recruiting cycles and you, you end up in a in a swamp. So uh, I landed a off cycle opportunity in a small in a small fund manager in Milan doing real estate. Uh, what I knew at the time is that if I were to do let's, let's back up I and mean, we'll just dive right in. You know we don't have to go through through everything. Let's 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 dive in. So your what year did you start applying? Um, so you're you have your masters right? You're you're getting your masters at this point. Correct. Yes. And you well, have yeah. first year out of Duma of a master. So yeah. you're dropping your res, you're sending your resume in, you're not getting a single call back, nothing. So that, that what do you do that summer when that summer comes? Or you started panicking right away and you said, I need to get something now during the school year. Well, I, I actually managed to get my uh, off-cycle opportunity in the middle of the first year. So I started even earlier than a normal summer internship because the recruiting cycle is usually in October, September, October. Yeah, and I missed that, and I uh, started do, uh, recruiting for other places in December, yeah. and I started working in February, I think. Okay. Uh, you quickly you quickly found a different path, a way to get an internship without having the official internship in the summer. Yeah, it it was kind of an an off cycle internship uh, in in Milan. They're really common because the teams, the the the, the offices are really small. So there is no. It is difficult to find something structured where they have a class of interns that joins, and then there's the um, you know there's a structured program. It's more like we need pe uh, people that helps us doing the actual job, and interns cost less, <laughs> so they yeah. hire a bunch of interns. Um, so how did you how did you even get that? How did you even know where to look for that off cycle? Internship was it something where like okay you realize you weren't getting the traditional summer so you said I need to recruit so then what did you what did you turn to so you said so you started recruiting in December and you ended up finding something in February and you started right away it sounds like um, yeah uh, there is there was an application portal uh, on the university in, uh, website where like uh, uh, people could apply you know uh, local firms and, and businesses even large ones. 
publish the, the opportunities there and then like you can you, you can apply and usually the start date is ASAP so uh, it, it wasn't and also it's a requirement often that is ASAP because they need the people now they don't need the people in six months like the big banks that have 2,000 employees while well, these guys had like 20 so right uh, so yeah I found that um, it was a private equity uh, real estate fund manager so not really an investor it was, it was more like a service provider they provided uh, transactional advisory or uh, structuring to international investors that don't, don't have uh, a presence in Italy and yeah so uh, I started there while studying it was pretty pretty challenging um, what, what, and then, why, why do you think you were able to land that though? And you know, I'm, isn't that super competitive? Or because it's start date immediately, it's not as competitive. Uh, yeah, part of that um, it was a kind of a I don't want to say a no name place because uh, they have their name in Italy, uh, but um, yeah, definitely less co- co- competitive than than banks and uh, that kind of stuff. It wasn't a it wasn't a bulge bracket, right? So no, no, absolutely not. Uh, and 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 um, so and re- real estate in Italy is not uh, like as anything in the in the US is a much more like uh, a firm asset class, and a lot of people want to go into real estate like uh, from the first day of of, of university, and there yeah. there are pr- programs and bachelors and masters majors that to that in Italy is, is much more unknown and people just end up there. They don't look for it most of the time. Yeah. While, um, yeah, so. Just less competitive. There's just less people. So when you applied, you actually got a response back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. as I said, these people need the interns because it's not like a program that they run uh, because they want to find like, they actually, they actually use you as, as, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So tell me what that, what would that, you said it was super hard. So, you know, you did almost a year, almost a year with that. Yeah, it was kind of, yeah, six months, um, like full time. And then I did a little bit of back and forth with some part time. Uh, how did you, how did you pass your classes? Ah, uh, it was extremely hard. So uh, studying at night, starting doing work when like the workflow was less intense. And my GPA took a hit. Uh, but how many how many hours were you working per week when you're doing full time? Uh, I would say it was not as bad as investment banking. It was uh, I would say fifty to maybe the average was like sixty. Fifty to sixty. It's still a lot with full time. Your full time school too, masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was that's... kind of. It was tough. <laughs> it was tough. So tell me, like, um, your your GPA took a hit, but were you? Did you get into a rhythm of sorts, or did you feel like you could still do it? Like you realized I can do this, um, and was it? I don't know. Were you were you thinking like I got to get I got to stop or I got to find another? Were you thinking I I got this on my resume now I need to get to another bank or another place? Yeah, uh, I mean it was. Uh, uh... At first, I figured, yeah, I can, I can do this. And then the exams were approaching and I started to get scared. So I kind of asked my, 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 my manager if I could have 
you know, one or two days off. Because like when you're an intern, you intern for six months and you have no holiday, no PTO whatsoever. Right. So I, I, I asked them, you, I really need this week right before the exams because, and because otherwise I, I, I won't even pass. And uh, they, we came, we got along, so they were interested in uh, retaining me and they, they figured if he doesn't pass the exams, we can hire him at the end of the, of the degree. So it, it was kind of, uh, they had to give me something to study sometimes to, to, to study. And so they did, they gave you two days off or three days off to study before they- Yeah, maybe a week or like, yeah, a couple of days, something like that. And yeah, they were pretty understanding. They were good people. Um, yeah, it was kind of a, it was a positive experience, yeah. And so you didn't stay there. So tell me more about like how you started thinking about moving to the next internship, like where now you were thinking, hey, I could do this year round. I'll just not go to class and just study right before the exams somehow to get my master's. What was it? What was the thought process there? Well, yeah. And do you do you recommend this path for other people who can't get the summer? Or do you think, hey, if you get the summer internship, just go that path. And this is like a, a way for people who aren't getting responses or interviews to kind of get in a different way. Well, I think. I, I think maybe they can wait like because like the first year out of the two of the master is the most intense from an academic point of view. So I would su- suggest to at least wait uh, until the first year is, is gone because then like you have the, the, the bulk of your exams are, are done and you're a little bit more free to um, you have some, some electives. And if you choose the easy ones, then you can like manage it. Um, doing like I did was pretty rough and was, I don't want to say out of the desperation, but, uh, but it gave it you was, insurance too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Because like when I, when I finished my, if you, if you had, but if you had waited till your second year and you didn't somehow for whatever, cause you didn't know that for sure you were going to get that. Right. So if you had waited till your second year and then suddenly like you don't get anything there, then it's kind of, you know, really scary. It's, it's an additional risk. Uh, it's also a, a risk that you seriously damage your your academics, and in Italy sure. they're, they're pretty important. So uh, either you then like land something serious, like more uh, more of a brand name um, for your next next uh, job opportunity, or there is a risk that you are damaged from that point of view, and that prevents you from landing other jobs uh, like at the top level. So, yep. um, so yeah, uh, you gotta manage these these risks. Uh, it's it's not an easy situation. I I wish I got that summer internship. <laughs> so did you end up working through the summer then, right, with this initial place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that became your internship, and then tell me how you kind of approached uh, changing internships or going to a larger firm. Yeah, it was mainly. Um, Again, I was continuing to scroll uh, on this on this portal and I uh, on this university portal, and then I found that this uh, bunch bracket bank was recruiting in Milan for kind of the exact same position I was um, already doing at that, at that time. Yeah. So uh, I I I figured this is for me. Like this job description is tailored for me, and it's from a bunch bracket. So I applied. Uh, and uh, we did, uh, I think, two to three rounds of interviews. 
um, and and I, I landed a job. Um, so at that time, my university was not not yet done, and I uh, had to take the decision: Do I want to even take more risk and go to the budget bracket where I'm gonna work much more and it's gonna be much more intense when I still have to do like a lot of exams uh and i and you did it <laughs> i kind of jumped at it and i did it um so there it was another six month experience uh i started i i believe uh yeah in 20 in 2019 mm-hmm. um and and um yeah it was it was a much different experience the people were much less nice uh <laughs> more intense more intense much much more intense hour did the hours jump over 70 per week absolutely yeah oh it was yeah like more like 80 is bare minimum while you're still trying to get your second year you're in your second year of masters correct yes i can't believe they even allow that like didn't aren't they nervous about you like failing out uh they because as I said, uh, the interns in, in Milan are much more uh, like a replacement for a full-timer yeah. uh, that is much less expensive and uh, the, the teams are very small. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the internships are rolling and you get, you get an offer only if you're good and if there's a spot. And it's very difficult. You, you gotta be very lucky that a spot, that, that a spot freeze up um, either because they increase the headcount for some reason or because one of the junior uh, leaves. So the people there kind of know that after six months, you're gone. So they don't really care about keeping you happy and happy about the firm, excited about the team so that you, you can join afterwards. It is, is, it is a little bit rough. Uh, it, it looks like you are you are a little bit uh, mistreated and, yeah. and used, but at the same time, it was the opportunity that really uh, allowed me to learn how you know these kind of big firms work. And it was a great brand to put on the CV that eventually was my ticket to London. Uh, absolutely, I would never uh, have the opportunity to recruit directly for the buy side in in, in London if I didn't have that, that brand and yeah, and that experience on my CV. Absolutely. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about kind of as you're going through the bulge bracket internship and it's difficult, you're doing 80 hour weeks. Did you ask for a similar time off to like, uh, prepare for your finals your your in the second year? Uh, I can't remember exactly. Maybe. Yeah. But so just a, a couple of days or like afternoons, Stuff, uh, stuff like that. The, the good thing is that the, the interns were not allowed the mobile or laptop. So your your weekends were pretty free because you oh, were out of reach. <laughs> that's huge. So <laughs> Yeah, it, it was kind of nice. Uh, it meant that during the week, uh, You're the hours there. were extremely long. You're like sleeping at the office almost all night. Yeah, yeah uh, kind of like that. And, and um and so unless you got very unlucky and the associate uh, told you on, on Friday, make sure to show up on, on Saturday at the office or like you were kind of uh, free to go for the weekend. 
So that was really useful to allow me to continue studying and uh, getting these exams done uh, because it was haunting me, you know, this uh, workload, this study load, it was, it was kind of uh, stressful as well. So, yeah. so tell me, as you're approaching the end of that internship, is it was there a defined end, or as you're kind of thinking of recruiting, uh, was the buy side like in your mind now? You're thinking, hey, I have a bulge bracket internship, I want to go straight to the buy side. And what were you looking at? Were you looking at generalist private equity funds as well, or were you looking at just you know staying in real estate? And had you come to love real estate? I'd love to hear about that. Well, um, I kind of like real estate, and I, uh, I mean, part of that is. Uh, because I ended up staying in, in, in real estate, so that decision came part of part from the fact that I really liked it. So uh, I think it's a, an interesting asset class that is overlooked a bit in Europe from a professional point of view. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, because it's it's overlooked, it's it's overlooked is less competitive. So. I found that there were a lot of opportunities there uh, to like go straight to a good firm, uh, keeping, let's say, the investment banking experience that is kind of essential to land uh, buy side jobs usually. So choosing the real estate uh, path allowed me like to fast track or to, to, to skip the, the experience that um, I was interested in M M M M A and that kind of stuff, but I knew that if I were to do that, it, it would have been only to land then a buy side job. So I figured, yeah, let's go straight for the buy side. So you said, let's just go for the buy. You knew that's where you wanted to be, so you started. Let's say, let's go for it. So then, were you using again your your school strong kind of on campus recruiting, or what were you using? And were they was it specifically an analyst program for people coming right out of the masters? How, how would you know, what was it like? Well, uh, during my final month at the budget bracket, um, uh, we, um, sorry, I lost track. Um, so during, during my final years at the budget bracket, I started to get uh, emails and LinkedIn messages from Adanters um, because most of the firms in, in London are really small, so they again they, they don't have structured programs. Only a bunch of them really have one. Um, yeah, I could count them on on my on my on right hand. hand. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so you get these these calls, these emails, and you you start to like un understand how that works. Um, so. Um, the recruiter is basically saying, "Hey, what are you looking for?" So, what did you do? What did you? How did you answer those questions? Because did you say real? They're saying, "Hey, real estate fund," and you're saying, "I guess," or yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, they they said, um, you know, we're we're looking to uh, recruit like juniors for this fund. They recently like raised uh, X million. It's a team of six or something like that, and so I. I figured um, I interviewed for for the funds that I thought were 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 interesting, and again I didn't really apply a, a, um, a very strict um, let's say uh, um, a very strict uh, criteria. Yeah, 
to, to, to them because you know I was looking for a job and I wanted to go to, to, to London. So you weren't super picky. Let's put it that way. You weren't super picky. You said, "Hey, if I can get something yeah, decent, kind of everything works." Get to London. Get to London. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so I interviewed for I was I would say five to six firms, and I I landed actually I landed three offers uh, at the, uh, at the time to start right after my my master's uh, uh, completion mm-hmm. and and so uh, my decision making there was one offer was from a pension fund that had a direct private equity real estate team yep. uh, another one was like a platform of a mega fund so this 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 platform owned by a mega fund that were, were investing in a specific asset class all over Europe, and then the third one. Sorry, in a specific asset, was it real estate or something else? Yeah, yeah, and last because within real estate was yep. a logistics platform, yep. and um, and the third one was a straight like middle market fund, uh, private equity real estate fund. So much more eclectic, much more uh, diverse experience, and that's that's what I took at the end. Uh, the pension fund. Uh, maybe it was like a more safe uh, decision, but I I figured uh, yeah while I'm still at the start I want to have an as, as broad as possible exposure to asset classes and like more fast paced environment and and so when you say like broad exposure and and different asset classes like you so you you're not looking at just like commercial or just multifamily just you would look at like hotel everything. Or yeah, at, the middle market, at the middle market fund, you had more like just opportunistic. You could do anything. So you're looking at a lot of a much wider range of, of different types of real estate. Correct. And when you work in a small fund, you actually get more, much more in depth uh, in, you know, in what you invest in. So while um, at, a, at a pension fund, you, are, you have so much capital that you most often work with JV partners and they they do most of the work like most of the uh, operating diligence. work the, the, the diligence they un- understand much more about what's going on um, on Got the it. investment and um, how did you know that well it, it just it's obvious like is it obvious feel that, that that you get you talk to, to people yeah. uh, at the budget bracket I uh, among these uh, bad environment. I managed to make friends with uh, the associate there, yeah. and he acted like uh, as kind of a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to ask him, "What do you think is better? What, why?" And the, the, the kind of stuff. So I, I got some 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 guidance from him. Uh, that was very very good, uh, very very useful. Any. Any other networking that went on during this whole kind of process of, of stuff where were you really, I mean, it sounds like you were probably barely keeping your head above water with the internship and the school. So you were just kind of networking and building relationships with the people you were working with and classmates. Yeah, it was, yeah, I participated to some, some events in London, yeah. breakfast, uh, that kind of stuff. There was also a job fair held by, by a major university uh, there. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't network intensely, uh, also because, uh, culturally I think in, in Europe is less, is less important than in the U S it's still very important, but, um, uh, it, it happens less, less often that you get a 
get an opportunity or get a job through connections or networking uh, um, compared to you know the standard application portal and that kind of stuff. So um, yeah. So I guess tell me what happened. So you're kind of interviewing. Were there cases thrown at you? Were there modeling tests? What was it like uh, recruiting for private equity real estate? Typicals. Yeah, it was the standard is you get a first face-to-face, uh, -face, um, like one-to-one -one interview, uh, either over Zoom or uh, over the phone or face-to-face. -face. And then you get uh, a case study, you get a modeling test or a case study or both sometimes. Um, so you get a like a rent roll, you need to analyze an asset and came up with a, a pricing. And then there's a discussion session where you, you're asked to substantiate your assumption, to show your working and, and so on. Uh, I, I ended up being pretty proficient in financial modeling for real estate, thanks to this guy at the budget bracket and my previous experience as well was very, very useful. Um, so for my, uh, I was re recruiting for like, the, analyst one, but I really had skills that went a little bit beyond that. So it That's was great. kind of easy for me. Um, yeah, for those, I'll, I'll give a little plug for ourselves. We have a real estate modeling course for people who are looking to kind of get exposure to different asset classes and modeling. We have case studies and modeling tests that are that were delivered at actual real estate funds um, for their candidates. So take a look under courses for that. But um, yeah, no. Sorry, continue. I just th thought I'd throw a shameless plug in there in the middle. <laughs> no, but so you were you were pretty advanced. It sounds like you were. Uh, so these these cases weren't that hard for you. Um, so that's probably no. why you had so many offers. They three three out of five out of five places you had landed three offers. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Part of that is the as I said, the few few candidates specialize early on, so there is a permanent uh, yeah. supply demand imbalance. Uh, in real estate private equity recruitment for very junior professionals. So tell me and, about, let's talk about, pay. that's crazy to me because here I know it's super uh, sought after. Tell me about pay. Is pay lower for private equity real estate versus generalist PE? Or do you know, or, like, tell me first what they were paying you as an intern, if you can, like from not just the bulge bracket, but the previous place. Um, and then, oh. and it can be a range. It can be a range. It doesn't give me exact numbers just to get a feel. And then, how was that first kind of uh, role out of out of your master's? What you know, what was the pay jump look like? Sure. So my first internship was paid a thousand euros per month. That's mm -hmm. extremely Stipend. low, but yep. it, I mean, yep. for for Milan, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and at the budget bracket, the bunch was minimal, so I was making a thousand something uh, per per month. Again, that equated to. I made the math, it's like three euros per hour. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you do it for, for a brand, you, you, you do it for the, for the learning, you, you, you don't do it for, for money at that stage. Um, and in Milan, it's pretty, that's pretty the standard. Um, and then when I recruited my base was on par with IB, uh, probably a little bit uh, when I started in London, so at the London P fund, uh, it was on par with with IB, maybe a little bit of a discount to other funds, uh, especially to mega funds. And then, um, so are we talking like I have no idea what uh, I can't remember what analyst like sixty or fifty? At, at the time, it was fifty k. 
50k and then you uh, pound yeah, yeah and oh, then pounds. you get a you get a, a bonus that was up to 100 percent yeah um and yeah so maybe if you factor in the bonus you were a little bit above ib first year ib and you had a good um, bonus you were close to 100 percent or you got yeah 100%? i was wow. yeah i got 100 percent. yeah i was yeah it was nice. So your first year out nice. of first year out of masters, you're clearing six figures in pounds. That's pretty good. Yeah, that was very very good. Yeah, I really. It was you were happy. Boost. You you are even, London's expensive, so you kind of need it. But um, okay, so you're you're basically um, you you're doing well here. You so you know it sounds like um, you just continued there and things have gone well. Yeah, so I say the uh, I'm I'm still here uh, on paper, um, so it's been two years almost and a half, um, and yeah, I, I got uh, promoted to associate uh, in in uh, January this year. Uh, it was usually it's a it's a three years path, but uh, there was kind of a shake up in the team. Uh, so a bunch of people left and I, I, I like to think that I uh, am pretty good. So they, they promoted me one, one year earlier than the normal. And um, yeah, so everything was pretty, pretty good. Um, but again, the supply demand imbalance in the real estate, private equity, uh, London market kicked in. So uh, during my the second half of my second year, um, I started getting a lot of calls from like much larger funds. Uh, uh, and it's kind of difficult to say no when they, uh, you know, they, they tell certain brands, certain names. Uh, so I did a, a bunch of interviews again um after uh you know you you get the calls the the process is pretty the same as uh as i did uh when i first uh interviewed for my first job um of course the modeling test is a little bit harder and the technical interviews are more intense and more in number and uh yep. time it takes a significant amount of time and um, yeah, so you ended up. I I I ended up interviewing for maybe a dozen places. Uh, some of them just the introductory call, and then I said, you know, this is like too sector specific. This is too uh, country specific. Maybe I don't want to go doing only logistics in the Netherlands right. uh, because that's too specific. I'm not Dutch, so. Yeah. Uh, it's it kind of didn't make sense, um, and and I managed I, I managed to get a, an offer from a, a so-called mega fund uh, to join as an associate uh, in a couple of months. So I'll I'll leave my current employer in a couple of months and join the, the new team. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was more opportunity driven than being willing to uh, move move places of course yeah and it's we're seeing that across the board right now i mean it's insane market right now for junior talent um not just in banking but in private equity as well um and i think you know megaphone can probably pay you more or you know pay you more yeah. so like they the raise is nice so 
were you making close to uh sick with the associate promote i assume you're getting close to like um a hundred thousand or so uh, a little bit less than that like 90 ish and then kind of kind of yeah, yeah and then same bonus similar bonus right which is great i mean it's a lot of money um and then what about the what about the mega fund did they increase that significantly um the the base is a little bit higher uh yeah. not crazy higher uh, yeah. uh but the bonus potential the target bonus and the bonus potential is considerably higher so overall in total comp i'm looking at a 30 to 40 percent more yeah is that because it's over 100 percent the bonus potential yeah yeah is that coming from carry or is that coming from just pure cash bonus pure cash uh yeah. the, the the carry i think it kicks in at vp uh, level, level. Yeah. yeah. So, so what's the, you think, you know, long-term you want to just stay in this space? I mean, obviously it's very lucrative. Yeah. I mean, uh, I would like to, um, uh, let's see how, how my next opportunity, uh, goes, um, as I'm joining a mega fund, there's a more, there's less job security, let's call it. So it's like two to three years, um, up or or out more or less um so i'm very much uh i very much want to un to understand how how that goes if if uh if i still like it if i like it more if i like it less and if i'm able if i think i'm able to to climb up the ladder and uh then uh, you know there's a part of me thinks that real estate is a little bit of a uh, niche and in at least in in, in Europe and it, it can become a little bit boring sometimes yeah because you know maybe it's an office building in Milan maybe it's in, in Munich maybe it's logistics in the Netherlands but it's it's pretty much of a cash flow all, all the yeah. time and it's it's still the the it kind of it it, it, it can be always the same stuff and sometimes it's boring so i kind of uh i would consider moving asset class maybe uh but yeah. that can be difficult that could require going to, to business school yeah so uh um, that's on the table potentially in a few years to business school or something yeah potentially yeah where would you look at would you look at INSEAD or would you look at some of the u.s schools at all uh probably both uh, yeah. I would really like to go back to the U.S. for a period because uh, uh, I think it's it's just you have fond memories. Of yeah, fun <laughs> fun memories. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, the business schools are, are more, I think are more attractive. And um, in my also in my in my mind, there's a possibility of moving to the U.S. and maybe these uh, U.S. mega fund opportunities will. Uh, opportunity will uh, allow me to do that in a, in a few years. So yeah. uh, there's kind of that. So um, I still, you know, I want to see how how this goes, uh, and then and then just make uh, pros and cons, make some, some evaluations, and well, let me know if I can help. Let me know if I can help when you get there. Um, that to that to that decision. Um, and then looking back at like where you are right now, anything, any kind of final words before we call the pod? Any final words that you want the listeners to hear? Uh, words of wisdom from from your past? Well, um, what I want to say is that uh, a lot of people, in, in, including me, uh, when I, for example, didn't get the summer internship, 
can be can get really discouraged or and like switch industry com completely or uh, you know abandon the finance path even if it's something that they, they like i want to say uh, that if you can start building like your cv even with small experience in no-name places uh if you like keep keep grinding and you you, you keep like believing that they, that they you can do it uh even if your friends are going to goldman and you're going to the non-name boutique in milan uh you can still end up uh, in, in, in pretty good spots it just takes you you just take a, a different path that can be uh harder take more time but if you if you think it's it's what you want to do it uh yeah let's go for it <laughs> yeah i love it let's end on that i really appreciate your time and and your story thanks for sharing with all of us no problem patrick and thanks to you my listeners at wall street oasis if you have any suggestions whatsoever please don't hesitate to send them my way patrick at wallstreetoasis.com and until next time